Hey, sci-fi fans. This is Sean Ashmore from the X-Men Films. You may know me as Bobby Drake, and you're listening to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. This episode brought to you by Michael Crate and James Husband. Special love goes out to Lee Kemp, who manages our Facebook page. If you like what you're hearing here on the Sci-Fi Diner, feel free to leave us a tip at patreon.com backslash sci-fi, spelled the right way. And by Audible. Get a free audiobook when you sign up today. Audibletrial.com backslash sci-fi diner. Engage. Science fiction is an existential metaphor. It allows us to tell stories about the human condition. Welcome to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast, where we serve up interviews, news, and our view on the world of science fiction. Come, grab a chair, and enjoy the conversations. I'd say we've got an unexpected guest. Rose, where we're going, we don't need Rose. Yes, who's coming to dinner? Welcome to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Scott Herzog. I'm Miles Dean Block. I'm Chrissy Raffensperger. And I'm Dave Sellers. And we are excited to be back. It's been almost a month since we last recorded, although some have hooked up at shore leave, and we'll be telling you a little bit about that a little bit later on. And uh, there's been a lot going on in our world. Can you, uh, Miles, can you tell me a little bit about what's going on in our menu tonight? We are a diner after all, and we have things that we need to serve up to the listeners. What are we giving them tonight? Absolutely. So we'll, we'll, we'll talk about what's going on in our sci-fi world, what we're enjoying, what we're watching, what we're reading. Uh, we got lots of stuff, good stuff from uh, San Diego Comic-Con as far as news and trailers. And some of that's going to be the, the Star Trek Picard trailer. We've we, we got a more expanded one. A uh, lot, lot to digest there. Uh, we have a Star Trek short, short Treks trailer and uh, Top Gun Two trailer. Uh, we got some Orville news. Uh, Christy and I were enjoying um, season three of Stranger Things. We'll talk about that a little bit, and Dave and I will talk about Shore Leave. Well, it sounds like we have fantastic things to serve up. Oh, and don't forget, we're going to talk about uh, the future uh, of the shows that we do. Where we used to review, we did like all the Star Trek movies. And now we're kind of at what next? And we have an idea that we're going to throw out to you. We're going to begin to play with. And we'll at least do a few episodes and see how you guys like it. And then roll from there. Uh, and uh, it'll be called our pilot show. We'll tell you more about that a little bit later on. So, And maybe we'll throw in an interview here. We'll see. All right. Well, I guess we should start with what's going on in our sci-fi world. Uh, who wants to start? I can. All right. Go for it, Chrissy. So I finished off Babylon 5 season four. And wow. then my friend who was watching it with his Amazon Prime ran out. So we're just waiting on that. Um, I watched all of Stranger Things. I also completed the new raid that dropped in Final Fantasy 14, which if you are playing it, you haven't gotten there. You need to. It's very good. Um. I also, on a whim, watched I Am Mother, which was okay. Like, Miles, kind of, you watched that too, right? Like, I like the full yeah. philosophy in it, but like overall, there were some things fundamentally lacking. 
Um, and unfortunately, I did not have, shore leave did not happen in my sci-fi world because my transmission, um, like the day before, gave out. So I fixed my car all last week. So that was oh, fun. Curse you car. I know. At least, at least you had a good excuse to miss it, unlike right. some. Uh, are, are you saying true. I didn't have a good excuse? Yes. A year in advance, we know the day. And come on. <laughs> <laughs> it's very inconsiderate of you, Scott. Uh, I know, right? How dare I go on vacation of, with my. A lot of hate, surely. I bet. I bet. You know, how dare I go on vacation with my family? The <laughs> exactly. nerve. The nerve. What is your priorities? I know. Oh, surely family. Surely family. <laughs> You know, as as a family therapist, I have to commend you on your choice. Uh, uh, yeah, who needs a roast show? You guys are starting now, so let's just. <laughs> Miles and I agreed last yeah. weekend. <laughs> we were starting this. <laughs> oh my! Well, very good. And are you are you reading anything right now? That's much malice than ever. Oh yeah, thanks. Um, I just started Clan of the Cave Bear. It is a classic. Oh. I should read it. Uh, it's been on my list to read for a number of years. Finally sitting down. Some Actually, um, what happened was mom picked up a copy somewhere. I guess like someone gave it to her for free. And I saw it and I was like, oh, I've been wanting to read that forever. So then she gave it to me so I could read. Nice. So, yeah. And who's the author of that one? Oh, you know I'm terrible game. It's not, it's, not, it's not Greg Bear, is it? No, 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 no. It yeah. is. So it's a, older than that. If you give me just one moment, Scott, you can edit this in. It is a female author. One second. I read a few of the books, Chrissy. I enjoyed it. It's They're long books, but I did enjoy the story. Yeah, it's Jean M. A U E L. Owl? A U E L. Yeah. Yeah, well, owl, owl, owl. one of our listeners will tell us how to pronounce it correctly because we are doing a terrible I job. I took German. Obviously. This is clearly some sort of weird French thing. Oh, yeah. So, hey, so, don't blame her. It's French. Blame the it's French. French. I can't pronounce French. That's, that's why that's I right. from French to German. <laughs> um, but my, my understanding is at the time of her writing it, she did a lot of research into current um, theories in paleontology and anthropology of early man. So um, I think it even has, a, at the end of the whole series, a spoiler, you find out that there had been some intermingling between Neanderthals and um, humans, which we then later recently have discovered that that was absolutely 100% true, as we now know, Europeans. Um, actually, pretty much anyone who is not of pure African descent has anywhere from 2 to 4% Neanderthal in them, oh, very which good. you can see a Neanderthal skeleton in the National History Museum down in Washington, D.C. There you go. So there you go. Some real sci-fi for your life. That is awesome. Oh, very good. Very good. Miles, how about you? What's going on in your sci-fi world? Uh, I did get to enjoy shore leave uh, um, about, I guess it was two weeks ago. Um, great seeing some old friends. I get to see, uh, you know, once or twice a year. 
I did I did uh, watch Stranger Things this season. I enjoyed it. Uh, watching the 100, uh, watching Marvel Agents of Shield. There's some news that dropped about that that uh, they are actually going to wrap up. They have one more season. They're going to wrap things up. But they're going to have a se- uh, so that show is coming to an end. Yeah, I heard that. Uh, started watching Krypton season two. Uh, watch start watching Killjoys. The first episode dropped last Friday, and I am reading the Star Trek uh, novel uh, Available Light by Dayton Ward. Wow, we need to have Dayton Ward on again. He, he's always makes podcast fun. Oh yeah, he does. Well, very good. Maybe we can have him on one of our pilot show because that would be uh that would be really cool. Well, that would probably be up his alley. I think I think so. I think so. Uh, David, how about you? What's been going on in your sci-fi world? Well, coming off of shore leave, um, which was a great time. Can't wait to talk about that later. Uh, Thrawn Treason just dropped today. I got it downloaded, but have not had a chance to start listening to it yet, much to my dismay. Um, Not really so much sci-fi, but we watched uh, the uh, newest season of Veronica Mars that just dropped on Hulu. I don't know if anybody's watched that show. uh, If this is it, they closed it out really, really well. It was always a fun little show. Uh, finished watching Stranger, well, yeah, watch Stranger Things, the newest season. Um, oh, played Dungeons and Dragons for the first time since I was like twelve, a little while back, and that was a blast. Oh, that was a blast. I'm jealous. Yeah. yeah. Well, Chrissy, if you want to join us, we have another campaign. We have the continuing the campaign. You can join us next week. I'll talk to you about that offline if you're interested. Okay. You think she could join Dave? Oh, heck yeah. Yeah. Oh, and I, I saw a t-shirt down at shore leave that I should have picked up. It, it would have been perfect for Kiefer or it, it had, it has one of the, the picture there. One of those, like, uh, those signs where you flip the numbers and stuff. It says it's been exactly zero days since I wrecked my dungeon masters campaign. <laughs> 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 I, I saw it and just started laughing hysterically. Oh my, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that's about all that's really been new in my sci-fi world. Yeah, well, in my sci-fi world, since you brought it up, Dungeons and Dragons for the first time ever, and uh, it was really fun uh, creating the characters, getting into the story. It was fun playing with Kiefer. It was a learning experience for him because he had to actually let people take turns, which was a challenge for him, at least early on in the game. Um, but he did these bizarre things that actually made the game fun. Uh, he he would do stuff like we're, we're supposed to be working as a group and he would storm out, out of the tavern from the group. It meant that we had now had to work, work that into the game. Um, and Tyler Lloyd, who's our dungeon ma- who was our dungeon master, did an incredible job of incorporating anything that he threw at him into the game and making it kind of make sense. He really did. He did a great job. He really so, did. So, but it, it was it was legitimate fun. And then so Kiefer's character, of course, died. My son's character died at the end, but he has a new character created. Dave, he's ready. He's ready. Oh, good. So oh, good. We already have kind of a story of how we're going to bring him in. But. Nice. So can't wait. Yeah. So no, it was it was it was good fun. It was good fun. Uh, we didn't get very far, but we got you know you know good four hour five hours campaign. 
which was fun because then one of the things I did in my sci-fi world was watch Stranger Things season one because despite the fact that Miles told me today that I inspired him to to actually watch Stranger Stranger Things, I only ever watched the first four episodes and never finished it. So I so on vacation I I finished season one and began season two, and season one basically is one big Dungeons and Dragons episode. Um, as far as the way it plays out and the dun- and the the underworld and and everything else that goes on under the upside down world, um, it's great fun, great fun. So really enjoying that. Um. Other than that, in my sci-fi world, I'm watching some Naruto, which I guess is more anime-style thing. Um, still playing some Pokemon, the card game. Uh, and I'm reading a book by... Let's see if I can... Oh, darn it, I need my glasses. I want to say Greg Allison. It's a, it's a series called Expeditionary Force. And the guy that reads it, I think, is the same guy that reads The Martian. And... Uh, fantastic reading and it's absolutely hilarious entertaining and a good space opera and uh i really i really i really love it um so it's one of my favorite books i picked up in a while and i just kind of picked it up on a lark one of those things you're looking through audible and saying what else do i want to download listen and well this was it um and so expeditionary force i'm on the second book of it although i might have to take a break because thrawn dropped today so that is on my reading list. So, and I think that's about it. Not really watching anything else. But very good, very good. Well, of the news that dropped in Comic Con, probably one of the most talked about has to be the Picard trailer. And before we head into it, begin to talk about it, um, Let's play it, and then let's talk about it. Is that okay, guys? Yes. Oh, yeah. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. Have you ever been a stranger to yourself? Many, many times. Nearly two decades ago, Commander Data sacrificed his life for me. These past few years, I really tried to belong here. But it never truly felt like home. Do you know who I am? Everything inside of me says that I'm safe with you. Admiral, I have encountered a woman. She came to me for help. If she is who I think she is... She's in serious danger. Sometimes I worry that you have forgotten who you are. We do not. You can't do it alone. You need help. You need protection. You need a crew. Be the captain they remember. what she truly is. She's the end of all. She's the destroyer. The hell are you doing out here, Picard? Saving the galaxy. 
Engage. I don't want the game to end. I can see that, Captain. All right, so uh, let's talk about this trailer that has everyone on edge and talking. Who wants to go first? If you're a Star Trek fan, I don't see how you can't be excited about this. Dude. <laughs> um, um, there's a lot of Easter eggs for Star Trek Next Generation fans in this trailer. Um, you have, I mean, you have, uh, the Romulans, you have the, you have the Borg, um, Picard opens this, this huge drawer. I assume it's the body of B4 possibly could be lore, but it's probably B4. Um, um. Mary, Mary McDonough is playing that female admiral. She played the president in Battlestar Galactica, so that's exciting. They got her. Seven of Nine is in this. Yes. There's probably other things I'm missing. So, But uh, if if this doesn't whet your appetite, you must be dead. I mean, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's a fantastic trailer. Go ahead, Dave. Now my wife got ticked because I watched the thing like five times in a row. And... <laughs> It's only five. Well, right then, yeah. <laughs> I got yelled at. <laughs> I got yelled at. Um, but it it it'll be it's interesting when you're talking about him opening the drawer that has the the soon android body in it. It looked pretty. I'm wondering if it, that actually is data. The parts look a little beat up. The torso's missing an arm. It's it's kind of odd the way it's shaped in there. And now the fan theory, or, well, one of them I read online was Data's, Data's appearance there was actually a, holograph, a hologram and because Picard just can't let him go. But it's amazing everything that, that's swirling about. Yeah. This, I'm interested to find out who this girl is that he seems to know and is really, really worried about. And why there's a half-built board cube in the middle of space? It, 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 this is just exciting. This is just exciting. Definitely, definitely, a lot of intrigue going on there with the girl, and uh, insinuating that somehow she has something to do with the Borg or somehow linked into that. It's kind of interesting, Chrissy. How about your thoughts on this? Well, Picard clearly, because he says, like, if she is. I think who I think it is she yeah. is. So he clearly has indication. And I mean, I could make a couple X-Men crossover jokes, but I'm not going to, I'm just going to imply them. Um, Jean Grey. <laughs> yes. no, um, probably getting a good Jean Grey story in Star Trek. Um, <laughs> no crossover. Don't, Amazon, do not listen to this. Don't do it. Um, no, but... I'm I'm excited for it. I really am. I think that it it seems like they're going to do a good job with it. Again, it's Although I am 
Go ahead. hesitant because recently my hopes have been dashed so, so much when they bring back things that I just kind of don't have a lot of uh, faith yeah. in, in them to give the, give us what we, we as the fans really deserve. So I'm hopeful. I'm very hopeful. Yeah. I see all the elements in the trailer that make me very excited for it, but gosh darn it, you people better not screw it up. I'll be very upset. Well, <laughs> did uh, did any of you watch the the full panel when they did when they debuted this trailer? I did not, but I didn't see it was online. Did no. you watch it? I, I would I would recommend. Watch. I didn't get through the whole thing yet. So what um, did, what did you glean? I, what did you glean from it? that this is probably going to be the best, hopefully one of the best Trek series we've had, you know, debatable in your lifetime. Patrick Stewart was very, very excited about it. And I guess they, it almost sounded like they had been trying to pitch him to do this for quite a while. And he kept saying no until they, kind of started telling him what the story is going to be and what they're going to be trying, the messages they're trying to convey through it. And it just, it excited him Well, to the I, point where he, he wanted, he's like, okay, I'm in. I will say the fact that they got Patrick Stewart to agree to it probably gives me the most hope because I right. kind he's always like Im- impressed upon me as an actor that he seems like, he won't do a project unless he feels passionate about it. You know, he's, he's to the point in his, you know, career in his life that pretty much he can call the shots on it and say, no, that's not. And he, and he loves Star Trek like a fan. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I really feel that's probably gives me the most confidence in it to say that I will most decidedly be watching. Did I, did I hear the voice of Maria Serena's in the actual trailer? You don't see her, but there's a line that sounded like her voice, but But I know she's going to be in it. Yeah. Her her and um, Jonathan Frakes are going to be in it. So that's good. They're going to make use of uh, other TNG alumni. Uh, for for oh, us, yeah. you would almost you would almost have to work harder to not bring any of them in. I mean, I guess as long as they have mm-hmm. as long as they have a purpose. Well, I would, and it's not just to say, "Oh, hey, here, hi, I'm here." Well, the person I'm surprised the most they got back was Brent Spiner. Oh yeah, he it's wanted to kill Spiner. off Data, and and so the fact they got him back. And so you, you figure they, they're they using that technology, the CGI technology that can make an older actor look much, much younger. Um, that's what they're doing. You know, that's, that's obviously what they're using on him and, and when we saw him in this. So like I said, I think uh, it must be something if, if they were able to get him to uh, agree to this. Yeah. Well, and I think one of the reasons he really wanted to end data was the fact that he was aging. And the fact that they can kind of reverse engineer that digitally oh, 
uh, that they reverse engineer that digitally makes this a lot more palatable. Plus, they're bringing back like the original cast in general is coming back to at least in some part play a part in the story, and that's pretty awesome, including Seven of Nine. Yeah. So. That's an interesting use of her, but it makes it if, if the Borg are going to play a part in this, it makes sense that uh, yeah, absolutely, she'll have a part in this. Oh, that's sweet. Uh, another actor, the actor. Oh, no, I, you go ahead because I think I'm about to say exactly what you're what you're going to bring up. The actor who played uh, the Borg Hugh yep. in TNG, he's going to be in this also. Yeah, the Borg Hugh. Yeah, the one that they uh, so. In the episode I Borg, when oh, they yes. found the lone drone right. and gave him a name. Oh yeah, that's who it was. He came out on stage at the uh at the at the panel at the Comic Con and I didn't recognize his name and I'm looking at him going, I know that face. I can't figure it out. And then I just pulled up an article here and it mentioned him back and Ah That's there, it. There there you go. There you go. There he is. You know, it's interesting. They're also going to reference Go Romulus. They're, they're going to reference uh, Romulus's destruction. So it's going to sort of tie in with Star Trek 2009. I mean, they're not going to talk about the, you know, the, the alternate universe created and all that kind of stuff. But probably maybe reference Spock trying to save Romulus and being unsuccessful. And maybe Picard. It seems like the Romulans have a, an affection for Picard. Maybe he was instrumental in rescuing several of them, I guess, I guess. Um, I mean, that, that woman says, you know, you forget, you know, you forget who you are, but we, we, we won't forget who you are. So it, I suspect that he, he had a hand in probably rescuing or then trying to stop what, what, what befell Romulus then. Yeah. Do we have any indication as to what is the event that caused him to leave Starfleet? They or, didn't hint to anything that I saw. But nothing in Star Trek canon that there's is... There's fan theories. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's, no, this, 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 so this, this is a mystery, too. Well, could it just be the loss of Data? But Data died saving him somehow. Well, I'm just saying that maybe maybe something happened that was like that traumatic because i mean you oftentimes people who survive will have survivor's guilt so maybe that was something i i still play by the theory that he was leading the, the armada that was trying to evacuate romulus before its destruction and that some we'll call it section 31 because did something in the middle of it that sabotaged the evacuation. And that's how, you know, you had most of, you know, many of the Romulans die in all of that and kind of set Picard up to take the fall or to look guilty either way, driving him nuts and, and dramatically messing him up. I don't know. That's my thought. I guess we'll, we. I guess we will see. It's as good theory as any. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I will say. I will say this though, um, D- David. You've been reading the the next gen novels that have 
that have been coming out for the last 10, 15 years or so, right? Here and there. Nothing. Okay. Yeah, never really well, what I was going to say was it, this, this will give the, the, the Star Trek novel writers um, some, something to work with as far as trying to tie together what, what, what has come after and, and what, what this is. Right. Yeah, absolutely. If, absolutely. If, if, if they could do it, they might have to just, you know, say what, what, what you know, what they've, uh, what they've written is an alternate timeline because things have played out very differently in the novels, but it's been that, but it's been 15 years since we've done anything with TNG as far as on screen goes. Right. Yeah. And so I think because of that, having Picard back is interesting and fascinating. And I agree with Christy, the trailer has me stoked for this. I'm more stoked about this than it was when discovery came. Yeah. So, I, I think a lot of Star Trek fans feel the same way. Yeah. Yep. Well, speaking about Discovery, we did get some uh, a Comic-Con trailer drop for the shorts. And so let's play that and let's talk about some of these short vignettes for Discovery, including featuring Anson Mount, which many of you got to meet here this uh, short leave this past time. So let me just play this trailer. <laughs> Sir, Ensign Spock, reporting for duty. No need to shout, Ensign Spock. The Enterprise picked up a distress call from the USS Bauman. I need you to let me out of here. You're a prisoner. Your orders carry no weight anymore. When this is all done, we'll never see the inside of a starship again. People don't talk in elevators. I've observed that, sir. Fascinating. Which version of the OS are these ship's computers running? Do the food synthesizers use the Gupta or the Katzman glucose matrix? Have you ever considered that the Prime Directive is not only not ethical, but also illogical? Do you like eggplant? People call them triples. Pretty darn cute. Aww. There's been a lab breach. I made one of the most important discoveries of our time! Don't show any weakness, or they will eat you alive. <laughs> Good luck out there, Captain. <laughs> Dave, you want to get us started in commenting on this? Eating a triple, really? <laughs> no, but it, it is going to be good to see uh, uh, Spock and Pike back on the screen again in the you know in their roles. I'm hoping that this is just going to lead to something more. Neither of which either one of them wanted to say much of anything about, which I don't know if there would be anything to say about. But they did really good at not even hinting that they were going to be in the short tracks. So time will tell. Time will tell, definitely. Anything in these short tracks that kind of excited you, Dave? 
other than these two actors? The entire thing, just getting to see, getting to see those characters again on the Enterprise in, in a, a different, just a different environment, but yet a very familiar environment. Now, I'm very interested to see who's holding Captain Pike captive. And if it's if that's even on the Enterprise, I don't know. But it uh, it's just it's just exciting. It'll be it'll be they'll be fun to watch. Oh, definitely, definitely. Miles, how about you? What, some of, some of your thoughts about these trailers? Um, echoing pretty much everything David said. I'm happy. These are going to focus on Captain Pike and the crew of the Enterprise. We're going to see Spock's first assignment on the Enterprise. He's an ensign in this, and it, he he and number one getting stuck in the turbo lift it breaks down, and he, he kind of gets diarrhea of the mouth. He just kind of starts, you know, <laughs> ask asking these you know ridiculous questions. Um, you know, I guess you know maybe just he he get, he got very awkward in you know being stuck in an elevator with his uh with his commanding officer and you know this is what happens when it went so the it be fun to see what's going on with the tribbles i wonder if this is like one of the first times they discovered them or something we know this is going to take place pro- maybe even co- years before discovery because this is spock's first mission on the enterprise so the little girl eating tribbles like cereal was funny we're getting three of these these short treks. I'm excited, and like, like David said, uh, I, I think everybody was trying to get uh, Anson Mount and Ethan Peck to break a little. You know, hey, are we going to get this Pike series? And even um, um, uh, Howie Weinstein, uh, a former Star Trek novel author, he was one of the MC at, at, at their um, at their panel try to get them to say something and it's like guys we just got to leave them alone i mean i'm sure they they've signed ndas they can't you know and, and yeah yeah even when i went out to them i said i just said all, all i you know all i said i said what you guys achieved was fantastic i just hope we see those characters again that's all i'll say yeah. um and and with a short at least with the short checks we know we will and we're hoping for more later yeah absolutely Absolutely. No, I can't agree more. Uh, and Chrissy, you 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 didn't watch Discovery, or did you? No, yeah. I didn't. Um, so no, I, no real opinion on these. Yeah, I, I will say that um, they're not peak, like the trailer isn't piquing my interest. So that if I like was making a decision about you know maybe paying for. Like to have all access so I could watch it, it wasn't doing it for me. Whereas the Picard trailer definitely would have made me consider it. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Well, and here's the thing: I think that the the, the vignettes, these short tracks, are really love letters to people that love Discovery, because the real story right. is Discovery, and these are these are kind of like backstories, and they flesh out the characters more. And uh, yeah, right. But. The only thing that make me that make me want to watch it because I'm not watching Discovery either is Anson Mount 
doing something like uh, his character from Hell on Wheels saying, we'll see if you set foot on a starship ever again, or whatever the line was, he said. <laughs> you know. But, yeah, very good, very good. Uh, any other comments on the uh, short treks before we move on? I'm just excited. I can't wait till they come. They're they're available to watch. When are they available to watch? Wasn't typically November they drop. I, I did. Yeah, the, the last year when they dropped the the short treks, it was kind of in the it, late fall. Okay. Yeah. That's what I thought. Very good, very good. Well, on to something that's not really sci-fi, but was dropped at San Diego Comic-Con, and that is a Top Gun trailer. Let's play this and let's talk about it. And then we'll move on from our trailers. Thirty plus years of service. Combat medals, citations, only man to shoot down three enemy planes in the last 40 years. Yet you can't get a promotion, you won't retire. Despite your best efforts, you refuse to die. You should be at least a two-star admiral by now. Yet here you are, Captain. What is that? It's one of life's mysteries, sir. is inevitable maverick you're kind of headed for extinction maybe so sir but not today all right so uh what do you guys think of this top gun is kind of came out of nowhere and surprised everyone at comic-con when it dropped uh, what are your thoughts on this? I, I'm intrigued. I'm very intrigued. Yeah, I haven't. I think we're we've we've kind of gone through this nostalgia thing with uh, some of our older movies and bringing them back. Um, like Chrissy said about Picard, I, if I hope that, with, with this, I hope they do do a good job with it. They don't screw it up. No, absolutely. Who is the old guy that's sitting behind the bench? Like the actor. Is that Ed Harris? Is that Ed Harris? That's what it looks like. 
It does. And he he's uh he, they aged him quite well for this one. But yeah. Right, so so what I yeah. one of my favorite comments about this tra- trailer was thirty years from now they'll release Top Gun three and Tom Cruise will still look the same. <laughs> <laughs> That's Scientology, baby. <laughs> hey, keeps you young. He is a he's what in his fifties? Yeah, he looks great. Yeah, so we get a little too old for beach volleyball, though. So we'll see how that comes. We'll see how that. Although, although a lot of male actors aged very well, they moisturize. (laughs) Patrick Stewart. I mean, he's pretty much looked the same since I was, you know, like three. He only just now started showing a little bit of age. Yeah. and uh, Hugh Jackman, he never ages. Yeah. And Sean Connery, I felt like he just looked the same, you know, again, very similar. For a long time, <laughs> just, at least. I know. Yeah. And really, I think even only recently, Harrison Ford really started showing his age, but that's very, very recent. So, I mean, they all just kind of stopped aging and then it's only recently started. Like, was there like a time delay going on for the last 30 years? I don't know. I don't know. That's what it is. <laughs> but it was neat to see this trailer. I, it's I, I, I it's, it's been a while since I watched the first Top Gun. First Top Gun released when I was a uh, wow a freshman in high school. I wasn't born yet, <laughs> I mean, so now now you all feel very old. <laughs> yeah, I do. And Miles, Miles, you were probably yeah, a sophomore, weren't you? You were a sophomore, Miles. You and I are the same. You and I are the same age. Uh, we are, Scott, but I was held so back a year. That, I was held back a I, year, so I think you were probably a sophomore and I was a freshman when it came out. So. <laughs> I didn't see this movie when it first came out. I watched it on VHS later. Yeah, well, me too. And uh, Dave, of course, was. Oh, we're getting a fighter either. movie about fighter planes. What was that? We haven't had a we haven't we we haven't had a fighter plane movie in a while. So th- this will be cool. Well, and. Uh, Tom Cruise is involved, and I I I really do enjoy, um, despite the hate he gets sometimes. I really enjoy like the Mission Impossible movies, in general. They're just fun. They're fun. They're not deep. They're fun movies to watch. In general, mm-hmm. so his Jack Reacher movies uh, have a, I got a lot of success also. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. The um, did you see there was a guy walking around San Diego Com that looked like Tom Cruise? No. <laughs> that people were like going no. wild about because they thought it was Tom Cruise. He he was that he had that uncanny resemblance. So, <laughs> well, when he finally starts aging, we have found his replacement. Exactly. <laughs> you know can. what? Maybe that's really what's been going on at like Area Fifty One, and that's what they don't want us storming it for. Yeah, exactly, because we will find out. <laughs> Which, by the way, <laughs> listeners, do not actually go there on whatever date it is what date is it, <laughs> it i i'm not actually repeating it it is a joke it is all for <laughs> lol and the memes don't do it yeah uh, yeah i'm showing up you have all been warned <laughs> well then i am not da- failing da- you da- out da- of Dave, whatever like field jail course, you're Dave. in that sounds good to me <laughs> well, I'm just going to sit back and watch. That is your wife's problem. They're, uh, <laughs> they're, they're, they're streaming it live, right? 
there's your family vacation, Scott. Exactly. <laughs> it's probably going to be our shore leave next year, and I'm going to get more hate for it when I do it. So. <laughs> I think it's in the fall. So I forgot to mention that was in my sci-fi world was planning my trip to Storm Area 51. And I'm not actually doing it. <laughs> yes. But Government listener, NSA, I'm not doing it it's for yes. the memes and the levels. That is pretty hilarious that they're talking about it, though. So just saying. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's move on into talking a little bit about some. Uh, so coming out of San Diego Comic Con, we had news on the Orville. Not another trailer, but some news. Miles, do you want to kind of uh, share a little bit? You don't need to read the entire article, but the just the article. Yeah. So. Uh, Seth MacFarlane announced Saturday at the show's San Diego Comic-Con panel that season three of the site will air exclusively on Hulu rather than Fox as it is first as it has for its first two seasons. According to individual with knowledge of the situation, McFarlane's current workload at the length of time it takes to finish work on the show's numerous special effects sequences would have meant that season three would not have been ready for the mid-season debut. New episodes are now expected to launch on Hulu at the end of 2020. Wow. Uh, the streamer currently has the first two seasons available to subscribers. So, wow, we're going to have to wait um, a year and a half for season three. Yeah, and they're blaming, it, they're blaming it on the uh, workload and uh, the length of time it takes to finish the show's numerous special effect sequences. Um, so, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, shed your workload. <laughs> yeah. Get me the Orville dog got it. Yeah, and then the Orville, your bread and butter. Priorities, man. What else is Seth MacFarlane doing right now? Does he do... uh, That's a good question. I mean, I don't watch Family Guy. I don't know if Family Guy is still being made. Is he in that Showtime... um, I'm looking it up. I was going to say there's IMDB. We can figure this out real fast. Yeah, pulling that right now. Um, there's a, yeah, um, there's a mini series on Showtime, uh, called the loudest voice and it's about, uh, basically Roger Ailes, the founder of Fox news. And he plays a character in this. Cause I, I listening to a clip from it and I was like, that sounds like McFarlane hmm. and certainly enough it was. Um. Yeah, that's that's one of the biggest things I've seen him in here. I'm not- well, he's according to IMDb, he's still working on American Dad. He's still working on Family Guy. So, and Star Wars and and the Orville. So he he's still a busy man. Yeah, it sounds like it. So, how do you think? this is going to impact uh, viewership of the Orville. I mean, we have, you now have to be a paid subscriber to Hulu, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. Or do they have a free service? I can see some drop off. No, no. Hulu, you still subscribe, pay a subscription fee. This is my thought. I, I don't, he may see they may see some drop off, but I don't think it'll be a huge one. I think a lot of people are already subscribing to Hulu. I subscribe to Hulu. That's how I consume a lot of my TV. 
it won't affect me at all. But um, I, I like. I mean, so yeah, I don't. I don't think it'll be that much of a painful drop. But I think it'll. It'll. it'll he might see. Might see some. And, and I think it'll be interesting to see what it does to the the quality and the run of the show. Being. Which I'm concerned about. Yeah, being liberated onto a platform like Hulu, you're allowed a lot more. You have many more freedoms and liberties you're able to take with your writing and your storytelling and your language. I, it, it, I'm concerned a bit, but really excited to see what direction he's going to go. Now, if he's going to keep it kind of the, the half goofy comedy or if he's going to go real cerebral with it, it'd be hard to take it into that down that line. I think with, with the, what you have already out there, but I, I don't know. He's, it'll be interesting. Hmm. And Chrissy, are you what, did you watch your role? Um, no, I didn't. I mean, I watched the first season. I haven't, I haven't finished or caught up with the second season yet. So, I don't know what you're missing. I, I, I know it's time. It's time. <laughs> it's time. But well, something that uh, we do got to talk about tonight that uh, I know that a bunch of you have watched, and that's season three of Stranger Things. So, did all three of you watch that? I yes. did. Yeah, I think all three. Of you. Yes. So. Tell me your thoughts and spoil it. Okay. Well, you were warned. Um, <laughs> okay. So the thing, I think one of the biggest differences in from season three from the other seasons is it really didn't have too big of an element of mystery. So like the first two seasons, I really felt like you, the viewer, didn't know what was going on. Where and then so you kind of discovered it as you watched with the characters. In this season, you're pretty much given most of the pieces pretty early on. And so I really felt like it was a much more character-driven season where there was a lot more character development. And the thing that... So in some ways I didn't like that, but in some ways I did. Um, I also felt like it was very more of a coming of age sort of story and had lots of parallels to, you know, what a lot of people experienced um, going from like middle school to high school where you kind of end up in maybe like slightly different cliques um, and you're kind of starting, the group is kind of starting to go in different directions. The boys now have girls and, you know, will, is pretty much the only one that doesn't have a girlfriend. And he's still kind of a little bit more, I'd say kind of a little bit behind the other, the other boys in terms of that, like wanting to move forward, that development of, you know, he's still wanting to play the Dungeons and Dragons and kind of keep them in that spot where the other kids are like, we want to grow up. We want to get the girls and, you know, spend way too much time kissing them, which 
you know, don't spend all your time kissing girls or other things in life. Yeah. Go forth and like, find them. Like D&D. Got it. Exactly. Exactly. And you're just going to end up back playing D&D anyway. So just skip the pesky middle part. No, um, <laughs> no don't do that. Um, so I, I really like that the group was able to still keep their friendship, but then kind of start exploring other avenues, other other ways. And my absolute favorite part um, actually comes from, I'm trying not to spoil it too much, for for Scott. It's um, all right. It really is. Yeah, I know. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I'm blanking on his name. Uh, Billy. Billy's story Which character arc. are you... Uh... Billy, Billy's story arc, I really, really loved. I felt like they nailed it on the head when it, where it comes from. So like they were able, cause Billy, you haven't met this character yet, Scott, but Billy is, you know, this troubled kid who I guess graduated high school recently. You know, he is off trying to like date much older women like people's moms, which is gross. Um, and, you know, he's he's been a bully the whole time. He's just been an absolute jerk to, like, all the characters. You know, he's smoking. They don't show it. But, you know, he'd be, he wouldn't be surprised if you saw him, like, shooting up, you know, drugs or something somewhere. You know, he's, you know, he's not a very likable character. And in the course of the season, you see him as an innocent child you know just so excited that he's surfing on the beach and his mom's real proud of him and then you see like the sequence of events of trauma that has led to him becoming this person and you know then he gets mind flayed by the mind flayer so he's kind of taken over and you know he's able to finally break through kind of the mind control and do something very heroic, which is to stand between, you know, 11 and the mind flare. And that is just, that was just for me being in my job, kind of really humanizing him through that story sequence, because I often work with kids who people don't necessarily always like, because they look at them and they see this, terrible behavior and they don't see them the sequence of events that have led up to someone who is really in a lot of emotional pain and that's really where it's coming from so i really liked that oh very cool so from a psychological perspective fascinating yes i felt that they did a really good job with the psychology of most of the characters like even um Will being the one who's kind of like a little bit more stuck, which makes sense because when you've been traumatized, especially Will's probably the most, one of the most traumatized characters, poor kid, um, you know, often people who've been traumatized are psychologically stuck at a certain point in their life and it's hard for them to move forward. So he should logically be the one person in the group who's really having a difficult time moving forward. So it makes sense. Makes sense. It does. And I like it. 
Well, Miles, how about you? Tell me uh, your thoughts on season three. Um, echoed a lot with what, what Christie says. Uh, I would also say just the fact that they're, the show takes place in the 80s, some Midwestern small town that could look like an area that you and I grew up in. Um, they, they went for it. A lot of it took place in a mall. Uh, they used a, a, an old trope in a lot of movies back in the 80s. The Russians are the bad guys in this. Um, some great music. Um, we have a ridiculous, over-the-top, um, brilliant, beautiful, sweet um, duet of a never-ending story from two of the characters <laughs> in this, which it, 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 it's wonderful. I, I love it. It's, it's, like I said, it's ridiculous it's over the top, but it works. And it worked like for the that scene part. that it was used it in. It really didn't, but that's okay. You, oh, you I liked, loved it. You yeah. like it. You like I, I, it. You do you. I did, yeah. I did. Yeah, I, I, I loved it. Um, I, I loved everybody's reactions throughout it. Um, Which was my reaction. The older teenagers are like, incredulous, like, what the hell is going on? And then Winona Ryder and um, the character who plays Hopper, they're they're in this Russian base and they're trying to open the door. And Winona Ryder has his face like, oh, God, we're so screwed. We're so dead right now. Until they, they start singing, finish singing this song. Um, but the kid who is singing it, he actually can sing. I, I saw him, there's a video of him on YouTube singing the national anthem. The, the boy has a nice voice. The little girl had a ni nice voice also. Um I don't know if this was the best season of the three, but it was very enjoyable. Uh, th these kids are growing up. I think they might have, they imply they may have one more left in them. Um, so I guess, if, you know, th they would be in high school. And I, I saw them on an interview. I think it was um, Jimmy Fallon. Um, you know, the, the kids even look older now than they were when they were, when they were making this, this season. So, yeah, maybe they have one more left in them. That, that, that'd be great. But it was very enjoyable. Like, I, I binge watched it. I, there was a day I was going to watch one episode. I ended up watching three. It's just it. They end it in such a way as to you want to see what the next one is. At least that's the way it is for me. Very good. Very good. Dave, how about you? What did you think of season three, Stranger Things? Uh, we burnt through it in like two days. It was uh, we got lucky. And uh no, it, it was, it was really, really good. And, and you're right. It, it, as far as if this was one of the better seasons or not, probably not. But it, yeah, like Kirsty said, there wasn't a lot of mystery to it. You really, you I mean you kind of knew what was going on a little bit. Um, you know, bringing the Russians back as bad guys, so 1980s. It. it I heard a lot of language in there that I hadn't heard since I was a kid. When, uh, uh, what's her name? The girl worked uh, at the ice cream place. Kept calling the other guy a dingus. Like, Good Lord, I haven't heard that since <laughs> that I was, was like great. 10. <laughs> I you love know, it. <laughs> you know what's funny about that is Kiefer has been running around calling people dinguses, and he has not watched the show. <laughs> 
He goes, you're a dingus. We're like, where'd you get that word? I think he heard on some YouTube channel, but you're a dingus. So it's funny I was just going to say, what's going to happen is people are going to start using it and it's going to come back. Because uh-huh. yeah. that's what happens. Like it gets into the games and videos, and then this generation, they all start doing it, and then they're like, "Oh my gosh, it's this new thing!" And I'm like, "No, it is not." I, Miles and I but, lived through that, buddy. <laughs> yeah, but tr- trust me already. No amount of telling them that you did that and it's way old, they won't believe you. Trust me, I've tried. They're hopeless. They're ho- it's all hopeless. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, no, it was it was enjoyable. Another great kid. There's another great character we saw him in season two. Um, I'm trying to find the actor's name on on MD. I can't find it, but he played um, kind of this conspiracy theorist guy oh. who kind of has his own little compound. Who he who helped, he ends up helping Hopper and uh, one other writer's character. He was brilliant in this. Oh, yeah. I, I loved his character. Um, you know, he spoke Russian. Um, at, at, you know, they give him, you know, because he's he's balding. They give him a code name Bald Eagle, and uh, you know, they you know they, 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 the kids rub it in for all it's worth. They guess, uh, who's that standing by? Bald Eagle is standing by. <laughs> I, I, I I love that guy. Uh huh. I got worried there during the scene that scene at his compound. When uh, Hopper started going a little nuts, I'm like, all right, if they, I, I was worried they were going to turn his character into the, the, the fly off the handle kind of knucklehead comedic cop rather than the, mm-hmm. the straight badass hero. And I'm glad they didn't. I'm glad they didn't. But I started to get a little worried. Yeah. yeah, I remember that. I remember that scene where he he he, he flies off the handle, goes nuts. Yeah, but but he but 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 he he, he, he was just a a show. Yep. Just to you know get get the one guy to break. Well, awesome, awesome. Well, so it sounds like I have a good season to look forward to going to season three. I I definitely agree that it's not like the the best out of the three, and I'm actually a little surprised that they left it open for a fourth one because I swear I read months ago that it was going to be the last one and i'm not quite sure how i feel about that i kind of almost would have preferred for them to just stop it there because i felt like it would have been a good stopping point um but i also kind of feel that most of the time people take things a little like one or two seasons too far so i'm like no no no, stop so you're worried you're, you're worried that stranger things might do the same thing Right, I'm like, I was gonna be like, no, 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 stop, stop, stop! You have perfect right here. Don't, don't change a thing. Just let it live on in the fans' minds and just right. le- leave it be. Some things should just be left alone. It's like knowing when a great masterpiece knows when it's finished, right? Right. We don't want to like pull a Wagner and have the opera keep going and going and going until the fat lady sings. Yeah. So, uh, Miles, what do you think of that? Do you think there should be a season four, or do you think that three seasons is enough of Stranger Things? Uh, I, I'm of two minds. I, I definitely see Chrissy's point. Go, go out when you're still on top. Um, 
but same time, the way they they left things at the end, it it it, it really seemed like uh, Hopper. I'm going to spoil here, guys. So, if, listeners, if you want to, um, I've been not so hear, good about not saying some of these things. <laughs> Go ahead. If you the, just the be aware, we're Hopper, it. Hopper could, yeah, Hopper, Hopper might be alive. Um, the way, just just the way they ended, uh, um, Winona Ryder's character, you know, taking taking her boys and L and moving away. Um, I can understand. I mean, after all the crazy stuff that goes on in that town, I can understand why you want want to move away. Um, but. Uh, that was so sad. As far as wanting a fourth season, as far as wanting a fourth season, I would I would be open to it. It just just don't screw it up. Um, and, and if you do a fourth season, do it with the intent of kind of closing everybody's story arcs. Um, you know, just you know, just just kind of just kind of wrapping the story up. If you're gonna if you're gonna do a, if you're gonna do another season with these kids, now as far as the concept goes, I like the whole concept. Do it with another cast, maybe a little different story, but maybe still do it in the '80s. Do it in some small town America type thing. I li- I like that. Um, I like that way of storytelling. Love you know the whole nos- the whole nostalgia trip. Um, that would be what I'd like. Dave, how about you? Uh, you up for a uh, fourth season here? Yeah, yeah, I am. Have it take place to where they move, wherever they all move to. You know, leave them be a little. You know, let them get a little older in it. I'll just see how uh, L transit. Yeah, how L transitions into a. Uh, Young adult. Yeah. I, I still want to know what happened to Hopper. Oh, okay. I wonder how he gets out of the Russian cell. Yeah. You don't know. That could be Elle's father, not father person. That's Hopper. Yeah. That's Hopper. All right. Although, well. why didn't he explode? That's what I want to know. I don't know. Russians are just more explodable than Americans. That is what I've learned. Well, now I know why we won the Cold War. That's right. I can't explain (laughs) Vietnam, but I can explain the rest. (laughs) (laughs) They're just more explodable. That's why. (laughs) All right. Well, why don't we move move on into, uh, surely, uh, Mile and Dave. Can we get a, a review of what Shore Leave was like this year? Sure. Uh, so, Shore Leave was a celebration of Smallville. They got a lot of the cast from Smallville there. Um, uh, Erica Durant, uh, John Glover, um, uh, Laura Vandervoort. Um, um, who am I missing? Um, But they've also, you know, people who may played one or two characters like Michael Shanks or uh, Alexa Doig. Um, and also, well, as far as, uh, and celebrating Star Trek also, because this is Nichelle Nichols, her retirement um, 
uh, tour, I guess, as far as conventions go. Uh, but she, 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 she was there. There are a lot of people at her autograph table, which I was, uh, uh happy to see. People still, still love and, uh, revere, uh, Nichelle Nichols, uh, a friend of mine, uh, from the area came a huge Star Trek fan. He, he actually got her a do- half a dozen roses and, um, you know, gave to her. She was so happy. She, you know, ha- you know, she gave him a hug and kiss and, um, so that was very sweet. I'm glad, you know, happy for him. He, I thought he did a nice classy thing for her. Uh, Anson Mount and um, Ethan Peck were there. I got a chance to meet the both of them. Oh, that was that was great. Great thing for me was seeing seeing friends. I only get to see maybe once or twice a year. Hang out with the Frasier Saturday night uh, at dinner. Um, the panels. I lo- I love the panels. I can't get enough of the panels. Um, had a fun Terminator panel. Uh, I think I think the people that came to that had a, had a good time too. Just talking and celebrating all things Terminator. I uh, went to a few of the author panels. Um, yeah, it's it's always a good time at Shore Leave. You, you missed a good time. I'm sorry about that, but Dave, your thoughts on Shore Leave this past year? The place was packed. <laughs> it, it was, but it was amazing. As full as it was, at least for me. I mean, I got a couple of, I got a couple of autographs, a couple of photo ops done, and. The longest I waited in line was maybe 15 minutes. That's not bad. It, it, it no, it, it, it moved really well. Um, hats off to Don Ramsey and his crew for keeping that stuff moving. That, that was, that was, uh, pretty, pretty cool. Um, got to meet Ethan Peck and Anson Mount. Um, as soon as I told Ethan who I was and, and, you know where we were when I was representing there. He uh, he remembered right away. He's like, oh yeah, yeah, and talked about that interview. That guy is a freaking class act. I mean, he came through really cool on the interview we did. Uh, if you haven't heard it, go back and, and and download and listen. It was it's a it was a great interview, and the guy was a very seemed to be a very down to earth guy. He, he was. I mean, at least to me, he, he looked genuinely enthused to meet everybody that came through his line. That's awesome. He, he I don't know if this, I know he was at, uh, he was at some con in Germany a little while ago, FedCon, I think it was. Um, but I, I still think he's pretty new to the, to the, uh, the sci-fi con world judging by some of the things he said, but, uh, he, he was, he was cool to meet. Um, Anson Mount's got, uh, he was talking about his podcast that he does, uh, which is, I listened to a few episodes of it and it, it's, it's pretty cool. It's called the well, right? The well, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Yep. It's a pretty cool one. Um, but yeah, did, did did Anton Mount have his dog along? That's what I want to know. No, nah, I didn't see a dog. Well, apparently, no, he didn't he have gets, the same dog. Yeah, because anytime he's interviewed, he always like on the a video show, he like he always has his dog there with him. Yeah, so it would have been nice wife. to get a few more interviews around with uh, with some others. I'm kind of bummed we uh, weren't able to sit down with Michael Shanks at all. Yeah, 
But or, uh, or, or Anson you know, Mount, but it sounds like we yeah. might have a chance there with Anson yet. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um. And but we did get two interviews out of the deal. Which Miles? Mm-hmm. Which two interviews did we get again? I got to interview John Glover and uh, Alex Malari from um, um, Dark Matter. Yeah, I mean it, cool. that's awesome. I mean, Lionel Luther, come on. Sure. <laughs> so. Absolutely. Nah, that's that's fascinating. Oh yeah, that's fascinating. Oh, very good. Well, I know that we knew. Oh, I gotta tell. I gotta tell one quick story. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, and then we have one more thing we gotta do before we gotta wrap up. So, um, I I was in the restroom washing my hands, and I hear a voice (laughs) saying, "Oh, cool T-shirt." I said, "Oh, thank you," and I looked to my right, and who is right there? John Glover. John Glover, you know, paid me a compliment. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Nothing but like being complimented by uh, John Glover in the men's restroom. So, uh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it certainly makes for a uh, a good story as a part of that. Mm-hmm. So. Well, unfortunately, I'll never have that story. Yeah. Well, if you're in the men's restroom, he compliments you. That uh, be interesting. So. It would be very interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I would be doing in the men's restroom, but. We will not go there. <laughs> <laughs> That's where my brain goes sometimes. Yep. Yep. <laughs> All right. One last thing before we wrap up the show tonight. We know we're running a little bit long, but we are in the, uh, I believe, the next episode. And uh, so we got to decide this tonight. Uh, we threw out a poll on Facebook to say we're talking about doing. Uh, a pilot show where every every couple episodes we'll do we'll we'll we'll, we'll, we'll watch a pilot we'll uh, talk about the pilot and talk about how the show did after the pilot how the pilot set it up uh, did the show get better did it get worse did we did it build something up and then didn't deliver or maybe it didn't build up and then did deliver and uh, so we had we threw out about I think eleven shows were on our list and. Uh, we had three that kind of came in even votes. So uh, I'd like to talk about it with you guys tonight and uh, see which ones you would like to start with. And so the three that got the top most votes were the Terminator, the Sarah Connor Chronicles, the reimagined BSG, Battlestar Galactica, or Stargate SG-1, the first episode for that. Now, that's a two-part first episode, so that'll be a longer one, but. Hmm. So uh any of yeah, these and Battlestar Galactica will be long too. Mm-hmm. Oh, is that is that a two part too? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a mini series pretty much. Yeah. It was two or three episodes, yeah, wasn't it? How much did we want? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It might, might might be it it, it might have ran I'm I'm trying to remember when it, when it ran, but it was a mini series, maybe it ran for two nights, I think. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, there, there's four of us. We can uh, each vote. Right. There are. All right. So, Dave, go ahead. What's your vote? I'll throw a vote in for. Go ahead, Dave. Ah, uh, are you starting with me? Oh, Miles said he goes. So, Miles, go ahead. Throw. Yeah, your vote Miles, in. go. Yeah. Uh, I'll go with um, Stargate SG One. All right. Chrissy, how about you? Well, then that's decided. SG1. There we go. Why? Is that yours, too? Yes. What if Dave and I split the vote? Dave, what are you voting for? 
SG one. <laughs> yeah, why not? Yeah, hey, I'm okay with SG one. Let's start with the SG one. Yeah. It's a two part two part episode, and uh, and uh, I'm all for it. Okay, right. so do we want to do that for? Uh, we'll, I, I can't wait. It'll be fun. That, so we'll do that for our next episode. We'll do a review of Stargate SG One, the pilot, which is a two parter, and then we'll uh, go from there. Where Where do I find that to watch? Uh, there has to be some illegal sites you can watch it on for free. No, if you have Hulu, it's on Hulu and Amazon. Uh, Pri- it wasn't Amazon Prime for it's a not, while. Not. Yeah. Okay, because I have Amazon Prime and I have Netflix. I don't have Hulu, but yeah. I'm I'm sure I could find a very legal place yeah. to go. I am not advocating any illegal activities, such as yeah. invading Area 51. We don't do that. Yeah. Well, it, it, just so you know, Target. just so you know, it is included with Amazon Prime for free. Okay. So I just conf- just checked that out. So. Kid. And we've interviewed everyone but Shanks. Darn it. Yeah. That's all right. Yeah, all right. well, maybe he'll be back at Shore Leave in five or ten years. Yeah, and then we'll be able to do it if we're still around. All right. Mm-hmm. Very good. Well, that's awesome. I think that's about it. We are like, uh, this show went long tonight, and that's okay. Uh, but it was great sitting here chatting with you guys, talking about the trailers, talking about Orville, talking about Stranger Things, and just catching up. Yes, we made up for our lost time. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, I believe that's about it. So, Miles, why don't you go ahead and uh, take us out of the show? All right, till next time, good night and good luck. We'll see you. Leave your tips on the table. And go boldly. If you've enjoyed the conversation, the owners of this establishment would love to hear from you. Send your comments and feedback to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast at gmail.com or join our Facebook page at facebook.com slash sci-fi diner. Well, uh, do we have the order? Is it is, is it Chrissy than Dave? Is that kind of how we do it? Yep. Yes. Okay. Just wanted to make sure. All right. And obviously, Miles there too so don't forget miles but well thanks yeah <laughs> you tried to i know yeah, no, I, I, yeah I don't despite what uh dave said online about us but uh not you dave another Dave. Um, <laughs> we were talking he said we should start a what did, what did he say we should start miles a comedy show or a, a roasting a, show i don't know uh i think he said like a but a but a buddy cop movie uh-huh. and then I said no that's that'll just give Scott more opportunity to kick me around he says okay how about the revenge of miles or something yeah, I kind of <laughs> liked it kind of like it the revenge of miles we should we should we we should we should do a podcast titled just an episode called the revenge of miles where he just roasts you the entire time. <laughs> yeah yeah seriously he can or you know he roasts everyone but especially me um, but you'd have to plan it I out. Agree to this roasting. You what was that? I said I didn't agree to be roasted. Oh, I, I would agree to be roasted. I'd be okay. I'd be well, I, I don't want to roast Christy. Christy is not mean. <laughs> okay, but so maybe it's maybe it's everyone else in the diner roasting Scott Herzog here. <laughs> there you go. No, you guys, you guys have to plan it though, and then I'll go from there. It might be open. To, it might be open to that. All right. 
<laughs> it, it'll make some good entertainment. It would indeed. This song, Photosynthesis, was created by Cool Cat, whose music can be found on YouTube. For more information on his music, please contact the Sci-Fi Diner podcast.